Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, this is Boys Don't Cry and part two of talking about lying with Angela Barnes and Kay Curd. And we, ironically, are getting to the truth of the matter on lying. Angela, do you think there is there could be a pressure then, let's say my daughter who's only five, when she, she gets older, if we've equalised wages and she gets all these opportunities, maybe based on what I've done, will there be a pressure on her to minimise her? income do you think some men would be threatened on a first date where a girl would have to go oh yeah you know i'm, I'm doing all right i'm not earning that much you know i'm not not a million a woman would be forced to play it down in case the guy she's on a date with feels threatened so they would lie in the other direction i i, I mean going back to my dating days i can't remember ever really having that conversation like you'd know for example if you you know you dated a guy and he worked in a pub you might think oh he's probably not earning as much as i am but my fellow and I have been together six years getting married next year I don't know exactly what he earns I don't because it's um you know it's just not important enough to to lie about and I don't know if I think it's a very American thing to talk about your salary on your dates like if you look at American dating websites they'll ask what you earn and stuff way more than British ones do and I think as Brits, we don't like that talking about money. That makes me cringe so hard. We hate talking about money. I hate knowing what people... And I've had to Imagine a stand-up's people. answer. It, dep- it depends if I'm middling uh, yeah. at the angel. It- <laughs> well, I've had to... Uh, a 50 quid times, plus drinks know, if I'm doing the middle spot. Because of the old gender pay gap business. You'd be lucky if times where I've asked male time. colleagues what they're earning just to make sure I'm getting the same for the same job, you know. And even that makes me uncomfortable to go, look, I'm really sorry to ask this, but what are you getting paid for this job? Because I just need to make sure I'm not being... Because it's happened, you know, where I've done the same job as a male comic and got paid considerably less for it. Bloody so you, you have to ask. To, and, and even just having that conversation with a male comic to ask them what they're being paid for the same job makes me feel sick just talking about money. Hmm. It's good, though. If we don't do that backstage, we can't expose what's going on in the head office upstairs. Because mostly uh, the talent is complete, as they call us, which makes me cringe. It's completely and utterly ignorant as to the shenanigans that's going on behind the scenes. Anyway, let's keep let's keep on topic. What about this idea, Kay, that um, women are more likely to tell a, a lie that would keep the peace in a situation? So when it comes to the crunch, a family, uh, when it comes to a lying situation in a week, a man's more likely to build things up to maximise his status, to look stronger in a, a conflict situation, whereas a girl is more likely to use a lie to keep the peace and strengthen bonds. 
nonsense. No, do you know what? I think I think that's probably true to an extent because you just got to look at world history and the amount of wars we get into just because <laughs> men are like just getting annoyed and want to want to. How many women up. have started a war? Not many. Um, no, exactly. But also, I so, do yeah, think I mean, there is a natural. But again, it's not always down gender lines. I don't think. I think. Please some... don't tweet me from the Falklands, by the way. Uh, Carry yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just said how many. Not not that there were never any. Um, but I do wonder how, like, again, down gender lines it is because I think some people are natural peacemakers and just afraid of confrontation. I'm definitely in that bracket. Like I hate confrontation whereas some people oh, I thought you were a massive fan of mixed martial arts and <laughs> UFC I just look that way mate that'd be your fighting name would be Barnstormer <laughs> you just got that impression because I'm recording this in a cage I, I thought I thought you and Joe Rogan were like top mates and stuff <laughs> oh, like, right so we've got a few tips here about the five signs you can tell if someone's lying to you just to help with listeners if they're trying to spot a lie um, they touch their face mouth or throat this subconscious body language may indicate someone's lying to you. I'm like, it also may indicate they've got COVID-19 coming in 14 days time. Um, they repeat themselves. They often will stick to a, a strict wording, indicating that it's been figured out in advance, whereas people that are telling the truth will tell the version several different ways. And they're more likely to have inconsistencies, ironically, than people who are lying. They pause before answering. That's every politician. Um, that's my problem. I don't even take a breath before answering and out it all freaking comes and then I'm in trouble. They look towards the door. How literal does that one seem? <laughs> that's where I'd like to be going. Do you think you're a good liar, Kaker? Do you think Do you think uh, you'd be good at a bluff? Well, I'm, well, I'm on stage, innit? So, <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'd say, yeah. Uh, do you know what? It depends what the lie's about, though. I, it depends on the lie. I mean, I, I try and stay as truthful as I can, but... Um... No, it's not a pleasurable really experience, but that's what I was like saying that. earlier about even when it's, a, I know I'm doing it for the right reasons, there's still a slight discomfort that sits there, particularly as a stand-up, because I love going, I don't care if you find it uncomfortable, this is the way it is, and then in my everyday life, what keeps the peace? I'll say anything. <laughs> the two things don't match up. Because say, me on stage isn't me, so... It, the lies I tell on stage don't feel like me telling lies. It's a character that I've written, really. So, you know, that's like saying that um, an actress in a soap is telling lies because they're not about her real life, you know. But whereas when you lie to someone in in your real life, that's different and that's what makes me feel... Icky. I don't feel bad that what some of the stuff I you, say on stage is about true. when you? What about when you've driven to a gig in like a village hall and it's been terrible and you've come off stage and they're like, do you want to come back again sometime? And you'd be like, yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> I've told that lie a lot. That's keeping the peace lie, that is, isn't it? That's, uh, thank you so much for having me. No, I've really enjoyed it. It was well worth the seven hour round trip. Did you love my gig? It was great. It was great. The, the way the bottle of piss missed me rather than hit me to me was a positive. Uh, so, okay, well, let's move on to ourselves then. Um, lying to ourselves, which I think, everyone does is it a form of self-preservation and do you think comedians lie do we lie to ourselves more than others me personally and I think I go the other direction I will tell myself a gig wasn't as good when everyone around me is telling me I'm like are they lying that I mean I know I normally get a laugh or an applause for that joke there was nothing why is everyone lying and I'm like maybe I'm the one I don't think that I don't think that's that that comes into lying I think that's um probably ambitious or or, or, a, or a certain standard that you set for yourself. People may may see that joke and it, although it never got an applause break and they think it's funny, they're not they're not in your head and they they don't have your experiences. They don't realise what that did at 
you know, like at, at a comedy store on a Saturday night, right? They they have no idea what that joke did. So to them, their reality is what they saw that night. So about lying to yourself, like I have quite bad anxiety, and I know when I've done CBT therapy, one of the things they make you do is go right, take one of the statements you think about yourself. And now produce the evidence that supports that statement. And quite a lot of the time you can't produce the evidence because you are, it's not true. It's just something your brain is telling you. And yeah. my my boyfriend bought me, um, it's really beautiful. I, like I've got a silver bracelet and inside it's just engraved, your anxiety is lying to you. Which is just, I think, a really lovely sort of sentiment of just like, yeah, sometimes your brain will tell you things that that make you feel bad about yourself because that's just how your brain works and you have to look for the evidence and go well can you support that with evidence you know I think well I I you know my brain told me I couldn't host the news quiz I wasn't good enough you're like well you did didn't you and people liked it so that's the evidence I I always I always sort of like keep keep in the back of my mind you're never as good as they say you are and you're never as bad as they say you are so it sort of just levels you up um okay so these these are excellent, ex, in fact, quite practical things for people who might be telling themselves bad lies and demotivating themselves. But what about when we tell ourselves good lies? You 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 weren't rude in there. You didn't you you weren't pig-headed with her friends when you were out. You 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 were his electric banter. She's talking nonsense. If they found it offensive, it's their problem. You were charming the whole night. I, I've definitely told myself that lie before. But you and know made it's believe. a lie. You know it's a lie because you feel bad. There's a feeling in you that's like you're telling yourself this. But I know it when, you know, when I've snapped at my fella for something because I'm in a bad mood or I've got PMT or whatever. And I, you know, I'll tell myself like, well, he deserved, he shouldn't have done that. And then you're like, actually, that's really, un- I know I'm unreasonable deep down. You've come to realise the falsehood that you've told yourself. That's not always... The case, uh, Gabe, people lie to themselves. They did a, they did an interesting study at Harvard Business School that allowed students to cheat on a maths test. They didn't know that was what being tested. So down on the bottom of the sheet, they had the answers. Then they were asked to take a second test without an answer key at the bottom. And the cheaters truly believed that they had gotten a good score on the first test, the one with the answer key, because of their maths skill. They, they were like, yeah, of course they were down there in our glance, but it was my it was my math skill carried me through anyway. They By the time they did the second test, they'd assimilated that falsehood to get their self-esteem where it needed to be to live with the cheating. So it's a really brilliant way to illustrate that, although a lot of the time, Angela, we do come to a resolution and we realise we've lied, I think a lot of the time, okay, we lie to ourselves, believe it, integrate the lie and get on with our lives skipping off down well, the road well i mean i mean when i first started stand-up i'd say to myself i'm funnier than eddie murphy before i got on stage like a thousand times that's a, eddie murphy that's in which a, movie it depends which movie you're using no. <laughs> but but like dr Doolittle. that was that was quite evidently a lie at the start of my career for me to just be like, what you've done two gigs and you're like i'm funnier than eddie murphy man come on give it a rest. <laughs> But it was a it was a mechanism in which allowed me to go. All right, cool. I could do this. I could do this, and I'd be able to go on stage and, and perform. Whereas when I didn't do that, I'd be like a bag of nerves. I'd have anxiety. And, yeah, I'd but again, that's a good use of it. Worse. That's yeah. a good use of it. The Harvard test is showing that you can do something negative, use a lie to tell yourself, and then put the negative to one side like it never happened. It's sort of impossible to know whether you do that, isn't it? Because if you've assimilated that lie into a truth, then I don't know, you know, so we probably do all do that without realising. I'm just wondering if there's occasions you can think of where you know in your heart of hearts, shall we say, but the the brain won't allow it in. I probably was a little bit flirting. Now I come to think about it. But at the time you're like, babe, I was just being polite. And you believe, you sort of believed it. 
You maybe you believed it when you were 18, but now that you're 28 or something, you look back and go, shit, man, I was flirting. I told myself that so that I wouldn't have to be the wrong person in the argument. I mean, I think I think the easiest one to say is haircuts when you have like an outlandish haircut and you're like, oh, yeah, that looks great. And <laughs> yes, that's a better example. <laughs> yeah, you look back on it years later and you're like, what was I thinking? <laughs> oh, mate, you don't have to tell me about that. Just hit, go- just hit Google Images. <laughs> And make sure you've got a cover on Eyeliner your keyboard. Eyeliner was a great idea. You've got, you'll need a, a protective cover on your keyboard or a replacement keyboard because you will vomit. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. So lastly, I want to talk about context because circumstances definitely affect when we lie. For example, if we're running a wealthy nation. Um, we're more likely to lie, research shows, when we're able to rationalise it. We've covered that. But also when we're stressed or fatigued or when we see others being dishonest. This is something I never thought about before, but there's a contagious element to it, which we know all about because you could see the most miserable person in the front row of a gig. When everyone starts laughing, they crack and by the end of the night, they're having a great night. So if laughter's contagious, if anger's contagious, if sexual energy can be contagious, why on earth? Wouldn't the impulse to represent what's happening dishonestly be contagious if everyone else is doing it? And we are less likely to lie when we have moral reminders or when we think others are watching. Well, that to me seems obvious. <laughs> well, like yeah, there's yeah. a reverend. In yeah, the I was just going to say, if there's a priest in the room, I'm probably minding him. <laughs> but but this, this idea, I suppose it's got a cultural um, impact. It's got a slightly larger question, really, that that lying is contagious, that if we live in a dishonest environment, not I don't mean us personally, us us on this chat i mean i mean people as, as it were educated people more politicians well as, it's yeah, an politician, endemic of, of lying in in westminster or the white house isn't it or wherever and forever has been there's no get but there's also it's making me think of that you know the monty python sketch with the uh when i were allowed to eat and it just gets more and more ridiculous and it, and it is you know sometimes i think that sort of competitive lying almost isn't it when some people are lying and you're like right well i'll I know you're lying, so you watch this. Yeah, well, it was my dad stronger than yours back in the day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My dad can pick up a car with one hand, like, shut up, man. I mean, on my council estate, it was, I had a dad. (laughs) (laughs) It was a more fundamental lie. I have a a dad still living at home. Shut up, Gary. (laughs) (laughs) But what about this idea of, I've never thought about this, but there is research to suggest that the three of us, as honest and lovely humans as we are, when we're more fatigued, we're more likely to lie. So we're more, why do you do it? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I forgot. Just where you can't be asked to speak the truth. Well, the truth requires a lot of... Um, it does require a lot of energy. <laughs> I'd love it if Boris came on TV and said that. a lot of energy if you have to defend it. So if you've done something you know you shouldn't have done and you're too tired to defend it, then it's easier just to... Yeah, why didn't do you it. do the dishes? Why didn't you do the dishes? Like... 
Come on, man. I would love to hear a politician say that, though, Kate. True. We have to remember, truth requires a lot of energy. And we, at these difficult times, we can't be expected to expend that much energy. <laughs> we need to be preserving our energy by lying. Uh, do you know what? Sometimes when people are like, that politician lies, and I'm like, do you know what? I don't blame them. Like, you, you've had a microphone stuffed in your face, like, 400 times in a day sometimes. You're like, sometimes a lie is easier to remember than the truth. If you just go, yeah... What would happen to a, 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 a Angela? You're the, you're probably much more up on current affairs, given the the environment you've been working in. But all right. <laughs> no, no, I mean <laughs> she's just come off the back of the news quiz, so she's having news filed in her ear and eye holes. Twenty four. No, it's, it's all right. It's all right. Fine, I get it. More than me, definitely. <laughs> but I'm going to ask you this question as well, okay? Don't worry. What would happen to a politician who is like, whatever I'm asked, providing it doesn't endanger the public, I'm going to answer completely truthfully. Could they ever survive? It would very much depend on their party and their, you know, the whip in their party. They might not last very long if they're not doing what their party whip's telling them to do. So, yeah, I, it might not have any harm in terms of to the public, but it probably would harm their career if they're not following the party line. Okay. Listen, man. Listen, man. Donald Trump is the president of the United States. <laughs> That's a fucking That's a good answer. It's a fucking that fucker tells <laughs> to, he tells too it. much truth, doesn't he? <laughs> I'm thinking about like, biscuits right now. What are you talking about? We didn't need to know that. <laughs> like the the time and time again, we've seen as long as you've got the right people backing you. By the right people, I mean like people with money and people with influence in with newspapers, etc. You could tell a lie t- countless times, and it will be spun in a way which makes you look like the emperor. Do you know what I mean? But what I meant was, Kate, when you said Donald Trump, I thought you were making the point. Obviously, he, he lies all the time, but he also yeah. shockingly tells the truth <laughs> so often. I mean, I've never heard someone go, you know what, I'm going to fucking answer this one. I think bleach <laughs> cures it. I'm going to drink bleach. I mean, you just wouldn't say it, would you, even if you thought it? But that... that is it... <laughs> I mean, I can't even... Def- I, can't, I can't even defend that one. But it's when, it's when, he, it's when he's like... Um, just stuff like... <laughs> When he was like, oh, we just test a lot. That's why. We just test. I just said, stop testing. Like that kind of stuff. I find it hilarious, but I'm like, do you know what? He's got a point in one. Do you, do you <laughs> think, do you think for a final point then that could mean Kanye is the, a possibility for president? Because if there's one guy that is going to say exactly what he believes to be true and bugger the consequences, it's Kanye West, isn't it? I mean, he's gonna he's gonna spit truth. Well, bars. Americans love a culture of celebrity, don't they? They, they the whole. Co- I mean, I, I firstly, I think The Apprentice has a lot to answer for on both sides of the the the, the Atlantic. But um, I, I I do think nowadays it's become a popularity contest as opposed to actually what you're what you're preaching, and 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 people really care about optics more so than policy. So if if somebody's going and saying, "Oh, I'm going to do this, that, and the other, and this is how I think shit things should be done," people. People are very um, motivated by um, their affinity to somebody as opposed to what, that, what's actually coming out of their mouth. Well, um, well I mean, it's true. Uh, and we're, we've reached the end. I will finish with one last shocking fact for all our listeners. The majority of us, of course, just muddle through life telling white lies, whatever we need to get by. Most of us are largely truthful, but there are some hardcore liars that mess the gaff up. And this is an, a surprising fact about those liars which I never would have guessed, they prefer to lie face to face. They actually prefer it rather than a text message or a social media lie. The ones that are really good at it, the ones that get off on it, 
love to be in the same room as you and do it to your face. Watch the people close to your people. It's all I'm saying. Anyway, thank you very much to my amazing panel, Kay Curd, Angela Barnes. This has been Boys Don't Cry. I'm the one that looks a bit like Nick Grimshaw, but I'm not. I'm Russell Kane. If you've liked, or is he lying? <laughs> or am I? If you like what you heard. Hit subscribe. If you haven't, just tell a full-blown lie underneath and give it five stars anyway. Goodbye!